from State Street in the heart of Chicago. You are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. This is Bears Victory Monday. Victory Monday. Here comes the ball. Direct snap. Fakes at the fields. Running left 15-10. Five. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Bears. Snap back against the blitz. It's starting to come home. And down he goes. Sacked on the plate. They get to golf. Fourth down snap to golf. Bears are the late blitz by Gordon. Time to throw. Oh. And it is intercepted on the throw to the near side. Jalen Johnson's fourth interception of the year. Snap to golf on third and 20 being rushed. Oh, down go. he goes. Justin Jones. Snap back again to golf. Off looking pressure from Sweat. He's got him and then he wraps him up and finishes him. Goff can't get the snap back to him. The Bears recover at the 29-yard line. Snap to Fields, rolling to his right. Fields looking, going to keep it the 10 to the 5. To the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. Good stuff all around on Sunday on the lakefront. The Bears with their dominant victory over the Lions. We're talking about it with you here on ESPN 1000. Tyler Rocky in for Carmen DeFalco alongside Yurko. And Yurko, that is the signature win that we have been waiting for from Matt Eberflus. It's the Bears' first victory out of a bye week in 10 years. Usually you see teams more prepared and ready to go out of the bye, but the Bears finally snapped that streak. Back-to-back wins for the first time under Matt Eberflus. Now, we're clearing low bars, but a lot of good things happening yesterday for the Chicago Bears. Well, I, I, for me, it was more a sense of relief. I mean, there they were again in kind of an identical situation against the same team that they blew a lead against. And uh, they, they found a way to go ahead and solidify victory. And that's what I like. That's the most enjoying part of it all. Uh, you know, watching the team. Uh, when do you get pressure on the quarterback and when do you start racking up sacks? In the fourth quarter when you've got a lead. And they've got to throw the ball. All of a sudden, now you're pressure. You, you look like the best pass rushing team in the country yesterday. Yeah, That's what you look like. So, I mean, there's there's things that can happen. And there's things that happen whenever you've got deficiencies on your team that if you ever put yourself in a situation where you're in front, all of a sudden your defense starts to look a little bit better. So I'm, I'm happy, relieved. Uh, it was a big, like, uh, yes, thank God. Uh, they beat a good team. Yeah. They That's beat a, a team that team. was eight and three. That's going to be a playoff team. Yes, they beat a team that was pretty darn good. I think they're still in the the middle section of the NFL. There's a lot of teams there right, right now. Yeah, though. with five six dominant teams, with five six crappy teams, and everybody else kind of in the middle. And I mean, six and seven is the record of the year. It seems like everybody yeah. is six and seven. You probably got ten teams that sit there at six and seven right now. And then after tonight, we'll see even what happens. But. Yeah, no, I'm relieved. You know, I'm happy. I'm glad uh, Justin Fields came back and got that nice throw to DJ Moore down the left sideline. I hey, thank God. Good. Yes. Everything was yes, yes, yes. Pass rush, yes. Ability to run the ball, yes. Try to stop the run a little bit better, but that's fine. But yes. Uh, you can correct correct some of the mistakes that were being made defensively where you're kind of over-pursuing. And 91's got to slow the hell down. You can't slant in from a defensive position on the right side and pass your own left tackle, your own left defensive tackle. You can't do it. At some point, you got to set anchor and you got to play defense and you got to be a man. So he compromised the defense a little bit. The nose tackle, 
Uh, yesterday got uh, double scooped. Uh, double scoop is great when you go to Dairy Queen. <laughs> double scoop with Baskin Robbins, great. Uh, Cold Stone Creamery, defense. Cold Stone Creamery, great. When you're on defense, you get double scoop. Well, you are killing your defense, and that'll be apparent, and that'll be fixable, and you'll be able to see that. Uh, celebrate last night, then get back to work today. They're back to work today, going against a Cleveland team that's got a pretty damn tough defense. This is going to be a tough one for the Chicago Bears. They got a week of film on Joe Flacco. That's fine, but. We don't have to move on. They have to move on. We can sit back and kind of bask in the glory of what was a back-to-back victory for the first time in a long time. Yep, four sacks for that defense of the Chicago Bears. Also, a couple of takeaways as well. I think these don't get factored into the turnover numbers, but they should be. The turnover on downs. Yes. That this defense has forced over the last couple of weeks. You don't see it when you pull up a box score and you see the, the turnover statistics there. This on ESPN just has one fumble lost, two interceptions thrown. That's right. But a couple of turnover on downs as well. Those are momentum-shifting plays, especially when they are in the offensive territory there. They stopped the, the Detroit Lions at their own 34-yard line. That would mean the Bears had a turnover then yesterday. Yes, they because did. they had a third and one and a fourth and one that... I think both Luke Getze and, and the offense forgot what the hell the, uh, the aim was, what the point of the whole uh, exercise is. The point of the whole exercise is not just to get one yard, run your offense mm-hmm. and put a play together that's got a chance to be successful. You don't have to just dive in there with some sort of rudimentary play. Run something. You've got a whole call sheet worth of offense on third and short. And they came up with those two plays. We very well could be here today talking about that play yeah. as the turning point as to why this team lost but yesterday. That, and, that fourth and, it, and one. It did seem you, to give them momentum. Yes. You, you line up in the tush-push formation, the brotherly shove formation. Which, Hate it. Listen, I don't know why they didn't run the play. This team, like behind the Eagles, the Eagles are the only team in the NFL that I've seen that runs the play better than the Bears do. And it's the Eagles' play, obviously. They are the ones that brought it into the NFL like that. But the Bears are well-equipped to run that play when you've got a, a big physical guy like Justin Fields under center there. That's why I didn't understand why they've kind of gone away from it the last couple of weeks in some of these really short yardage situations on third I, I just run a play. I, I, I don't know what's so fancy about it. I mean, this isn't 1983. I mean, we're, we're here in 2023. It's four years later. Forty years later, you've got a play that you can run. Yeah, put three wide receivers, one back, one tight end in there, give yourself a little bit of motion, make them move, see what they want to do, and run a play. I mean, geez. You can run with your quarterback. Beyond ridiculous. You can run out of the backfield as well. Deontay Foreman has a solid game for you as well. So the the Bears putting things together. I think the defense, super impressive with what they did in the second half, shutting out the Lions. They open up that third quarter with three three-and-outs that they forced defensively, and then the fumble on the, the botch snap between the backup center and yeah, Jared center Goff quarterback exchange. And, and T.J. Edwards lands on it. By the way, T.J. Edwards will be with the guys, Bleck and Abdallah, tonight, 6-8 to eight, oh. at Scratch Public House in Forest Park. Forest Park. So if you want to go see a guy who was responsible for picking up one of those turnovers, that is T.J. Edwards. He'll be out with the guys later tonight. Straight down Madison Street, by the way, if you want to get to Forest Park. You're better with direction. Straight than I down am. Madison. Go, go west down Madison. Is just a working yeah. atlas at all I, times. All the time. Well, I was just trying to figure out where the fellas were going to be. Johnny MapQuest. In the city. A little mm-hmm. easier for TJ Edwards maybe to get there. <laughs> Absolutely. After a victory. Nice. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Got to so make sure the camera is centered on uh, Johnny Handsome here. <laughs> looking We've forward got to that. some major issues. Play I liked. Mm hmm. 
is the second down play where they went for the pass and You're DJ Moore was open. Offense, okay. Yeah, on offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on offense. Uh, DJ Moore was open four minutes or maybe four and a half minutes left in the game. They went and threw the ball. They stopped the clock, and everybody's mm-hmm. probably up in arms. Oh, you yeah. can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't. The throw is there to be made. Yeah. So what's the, the ne- what's the next step that needs to be made by the quarterback? Right there. Yes. That, mm-hmm. That's the next step that needs to be made by the quarterback. Uh, a, a play that's called perfectly. Luke Getze gives you it. It's a wide open play, and I'll get the ball to the get the ball. Yeah. Don't get overly excited. Listen, Just there, throw the damn football there. And there were a couple of those in this game. There was the one near the goal line to Cole Komet. There was, and that's a tough uh, that's play. That's a catchable ball. It's uh, you know what, Cole Komet, catch the damn ball. If you got to open up, same thing with Mooney. Okay, mm-hmm. if the ball's coming in high, low, behind, you open up to the quarterback, and you go up and you get the ball. Turn, turn. It's okay to turn. Uh, the, the the play Cole Komet missed, it's coming right up over your head. Wrong shoulder. Turn. Those are, But those are the plays that this offense, yeah. like that's the next step. Because right. you that would have been a touchdown. You look at a couple of, like, if you want to nitpick through some of the statistics and what you saw, one of the things that I think you certainly look at is the red zone percentage there. Scoring two touchdowns on five trips. Yeah, that's You want enough. that to be around 60 70%. Sure, absolutely. Touchdowns multiply by seven, not by threes. That's mm-hmm. what it's all about. Or six in, in the case of one of them yesterday on well, the block. Because, point. Yeah, yeah. Who, who would have known? Yeah. And, and you got a gift from them. Because yeah, they, they missed did. one. They missed one, too. All so. of a sudden, here comes the winner, and all of a sudden, everything's starting to go a little bit awry when it comes to the kicking game. Yep. Three Santos usually damn pretty damn good. Yeah, three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to join us here on this Bears victory Monday, lots to get to. I do want to continue to talk about the defense a little bit because that really was where I think this game was decided for the Chicago Bears and how they set their team up with short fields. They were getting after the quarterback. Montez Sweat was a monster once again. He picks up two half sacks that gets you a full one there. And he's over 10 sacks on the season now for the first time in his career, if you count the ones that he had in Washington as well. So you're seeing really good things and really just the evolution of this defense ever since he got to town. They've looked like a completely different unit. And there's a lot of numbers behind that, too, to to sort of back all that up. Well, I thought they were playing the run well all the time. So I thought Mm -hmm. that this whole season they found a way to play well against the run. What he's helped up with giving a legitimate pass rusher opposite of Nagakwe to kind of open things up for Nagakwe, and, uh, and 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 he's smart enough and fast enough to be able to get after guys. He doesn't have to gamble. He doesn't have to go crazy. You know, he doesn't have to put his eyes down and, and try to uh, run somebody down. He can pl- slow play it and smooth play it, and then still get back to the quarterback and cause the quarterback some problems when they try to naked bootleg him. So, yeah. no, I like the way the defense has been playing. And uh, yeah, Montez Sweat, that's a home run for Ryan Poles right now. Yeah. For those who thought that was terrible and for those who thought that was a garbage play, when we looked at it, I said I'd rather go with I said I'd rather go with Sweat because I didn't think you'd have to give up as much. I thought mm-hmm. Chase, is it Chase, Chase Young? Young was the other one. I thought yeah. Chase Young was going to be much more expensive, mm-hmm. and it didn't turn out to be that way. I scratched yeah. my head a little bit, but no, I'm glad they ended up with Sweat. That's not an issue for me. I think the shell shock of the second round pick from the year before was maybe yeah. what muddied some of people's minds about how to process that trade that went through. But, I mean, since Montez Sweat joined the Bears, this is where the Bears' defense ranks. And they've turned into a top-five defense since the the trade was made. And he comes in in Week 9, the points per game down from the 28th team 
to now the Bears are ninth in weeks 9 through 14 in points allowed. Yards allowed, 23rd. They're down to 5th. They held the Lions yesterday, who entered the game as the number 2 offense in all of football. They held them under 300 yards, 267 for the game. That's good stuff right there. Um, Yeah, definitely an improvement. We've seen the improvement. It's there. It's Mm -hmm. palpable. You can see it. You know, you you know that this defense is playing better, and the turnovers with the, the turnovers, the, yes, the, yeah, with the team 11. playing well defensively, the turnovers have been coming too. Eleven since week nine for the Chicago Bears team. That's tied for second in all of football since week nine. So you're seeing a lot of good things happening. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to join us here, Jameis is in lacrosse. What's up, Jameis? What's up, fellas? What's happening? Uh, I think that Justin needs to stay, and yeah, the defense is doing good, but I don't know if that's all Eberflus, but I'll tell you what, everyone else needs to go. Getsy, I don't know what some of those play calls were. No, you can't let Justin throw the ball. I think the reason he misses downfield is because they don't let him throw the ball. And he runs because he has to. It's a mess. You got to get rid of it. We let Keep Justin. But bear down. All right. Bear down. I, I'm just bear trying, down. To, I'm trying to process that. that. I want to talk to you about the, 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 the guy with the ball in his hands, the guy that gets to pull the trigger. Yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. else gets to pull the trigger for him. Right. Fields is responsible for throwing the ball when he throws the ball. Mm-hmm. He is. I saw a lot of time for our quarterback yesterday. And when he got through read one and read two and then three might not have been there, I saw a lot of happy, dancy feet going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, For those who think he doesn't have protection, you need to watch some other games in the NFL to see what the real world it looks like out there. Don't just watch Bears games where you think the Bears are giving up all the, all the you know, the, 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 or they have the worst protection in the league. Listen, Nate Davis got beat twice yesterday. Mm-hmm. He did. Paxton Jones was flat on his face one time. Uh, you know, Darnell Wright, well, at one time Tevin Jenkins got beat, but he got beat because Rashkan Johnson went and picked him off of his man. He opened up a little bit, and Rashkan came in and just kind of bumped him off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there were a number of, uh, if you throw the ball 30 times, I think they threw the ball 33, 33 times. And then a couple scrambles in there as well. Yeah, there's going to be some pressure. There's going to be some pressure. Guess what? They're coming. They're bringing the blitz, too. Okay, when yeah. they bring six, guess what? You're going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields was pretty good against the yeah. Blitz yesterday. When they, when they bring six, six guys, nine, yeah. yeah, when they bring six guys, guess what? They're going to cause you problems, whether you like it or not. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk a little bit more about that Bears offense. If you want to join us, 312-332-3776. Tyler Rocky in for Carmen on Carmen and Yurko here on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. No, no, no. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You can go with this, or you can go with that. You can go with this, or you can go with that. I think you this, Victory Monday here on Carmen and Yurko. Tyler Rocky in for Carmen DeFalco today alongside Yurk. As the Bears now pick up consecutive victories for the first time in the Matt Eberflus era. And move to 5-8 and eight. in the hunt now, Yerk. Yeah, that's the exactly they where I found them. the NBC graphic last night. I saw though. that. I saw that. In the hunt, that's all you really want to be. Now, you've got to continue on. You, yeah. can't, uh, you, you can't fall apart. 
you know, you, you can't fall one time. You can't trip up at all. There is no luxury there. So victory against Cleveland is absolute. Then you either have Arizona or Atlanta. Uh, the next two weeks, you've got those guys. Uh, you cannot be tripped up. And then maybe you have something special happening toward the end of it all. You don't know. Green yeah. Bay in Green Bay on January 7th. We don't know. It could happen. It might happen. Maybe. Guess who's won five games in a row? The Green, Green Bay, Bay Packers, Packers. have. Mm-hmm. Yes. They've won five games in a row. And play tonight. Who's won five of their last six? Dare I say it's the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. The Denver Broncos. They might even be six of their last seven. And they won yesterday yeah. against the, yes. the Los Angeles Chargers. Yes. yes, they did. They made the Chargers look hapless. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Bear is uh, hurt up, or Herbert is beat up a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got, uh, you've got things that are happening going on uh, around this football league. Teams are starting to put games together. Why can't the Bears put games together? I don't get it. I like it. I felt great yesterday. Yeah. I got, done, I got done with that good game. That game, I felt good about ourselves in front of a home crowd that's been begging. I mean, hey, Blecky and Abdallah, you guys have been. Yeah. Uh, how many times you guys have been to that uh, that stadium to see the Bears crap to bed? A, a lot. lot, a lot, a lot in the yeah. last couple of years. Lot. Yeah, it's so been many awful. Losses. So many yeah. losses. A lot. So many horrific losses. So many losses. Wasn't Were you guys it nice there yesterday? Uh, everybody was singing and dancing. Didn't go and yesterday. Smiling. No. No. Did you sell your tickets to a bunch of Lions fans? Because it sounded like there were a lot of Lions fans in the building yesterday. I don't know uh, who, who took the tickets, but uh, after the start that we saw for the start of the year, uh, we were we were out uh, for for many of the remainder games. So, Well, I heard some coach complaining about the fact that there was a lot of uh, a team, a lot of uh, fans from the other team there. It was the Saints owner. Yeah, Mickey Mickey Loomis. Loomis. yeah. that's it. Mickey Loomis, general mm-hmm. manager or... or, or or the, uh, yeah, the general manager, maybe the right, team yeah. president. Who even cares? We'll give him all the titles he wants. <laughs> hey, the NFL has a ticket master. They've got their own scalping site that they have, or yeah. secondary market. Yeah, The NFL has created this mess for yourself. If a fan wants to sell his ticket, he can sell his ticket on that site that's sponsored by the NFL, and the other team's fans can come in and buy it. So if you're Mickey Loomis, hey, you negotiated this thing in. You agreed to it. You put the stamp of approval on this thing. What in God's name are you whining about now? That's like complaining about all the gambling ads. You guys agreed to it, you knuckleheads. So what are you complaining to the fans for? You're the one that sold out. So I don't know what the hell they're doing. And listen, if there's a lot of Honolulu blue out there, well, good for the Detroit fans that believe in their team and want to come out every once in a while before the holiday season. What do you have to do? you got to raise some assets, right? Mm-hmm. Take your tickets to a Detroit game. A little bit cool. You may not want to go to, and you turn your four tickets into $1,500, and what do you have? you got a little Christmas money. Oh, yeah. You know, little Johnny's going to get his little uh, uh, Xbox, mm-hmm. you know? Someone's uh, getting a bike. So somebody's going to get a bike. That's right. Another girl's going to get a Barbie set that she wants, right? So who the hell is Mickey Loomis blaming? <laughs> You guys got in bed with the scalping agencies, and you created your own scalping agency. Quit your whining and crying. I'm tired of the NFL. 312-332-3776. If you want to join us, Keith's on the south side. What's up, Keith? Hey, what's up, guys? Happy holidays, man. Happy holidays to you. Hey, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, congratulations to the Chicago Bears. Um, This is what happens when when the world starts talking and the city starts talking about getting rid of your quarterback and time to look into the future see what happens you put him in the hot seat and now you get to see a team that's fighting that's right. you get to see a team that's trying 
not laying down and dying. Future is now. I'm being in the hunt. I'm glad you guys are in the hunt. And uh, do me a favor for the holidays. I want you to take that adrenaline you guys got built up, go to the Cleveland Browns, do me and my team a favor, bring it down, bring it to them. Bears football, old style, run the ball. You guys deal with the cold. You're used to it. And I'm going to handle the Minnesota Vikings this week, and we'll both help each other out for the holidays. Sounds good. I like it. And we'll dig each other both out of the hunt. And guess what? Anybody can lose any given day. We've we've seen it. 100% correct. Thanks for the call, Well, listen, we'll do the best we can heading over. We, Chicago Bears, will do the best they can heading into Cleveland, but they are playing their version of complimentary football. Yeah. It's not sexy. Mm -hmm. It's It's not sexy. It's a little bit hardcore. It's a Cleveland team that's running with Joe Flacco at quarterback, and yeah. he's been spinning it a little bit, too. By, by the way, when I told you Cole Komet needed to turn around mm-hmm. and, and Darnell Mooney needed to turn around, you mm-hmm. know who's turning around on, on David balls? Njoku. Uh, well, maybe David Njoku. Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, made two Baltimore. catches yeah, yeah, yeah. in Baltimore mm-hmm. yesterday. Both balls were poorly thrown. Mm-hmm. One poorly was thrown. Thrown, yeah. But what do receivers do? Good they receivers just. do. They adjust and they go get the football, which is what they're supposed to do. Adjust and go get the football. Not not run awkwardly like a, a newborn doe or a calf. I mean, what are you doing out there? Sight the ball, put your hands up there, and watch that thing go in it. Come on now. Sweet heavens. I just watched Odell Beckham Jr. do his plays, and I'm like, why is it every quarter, every, every wide receiver I see can adjust on the ball except for the Bears receivers? 312-332-3776. Jackson's in Oak Park. What's up, Jackson? Hey, guys. Want to stay as positive as I can about the win, the good win, but uh, I wanted to say, um, I wanted to say, do you think the Lions are absolutely falling apart? And I was so happy you guys talked about the play on third and two and fourth and one. Those were awful play calls. Yeah. Happy victory Monday. I'll hang up and listen. Almost Thanks, had Jackson. brain farts. They almost had brain farts, and I don't think they're in a free fall. I think they're in a crisis of confidence with who they are. I think another part of it. At the end of the game, they ran the ball, and they ran the ball effectively, and they decided to go with two straight passes and put themselves in a bad yardage situation. Well, I think part of it, too, is you're just running into teams at the wrong time as well. Like, you're catching the Packers when the Packers are cruising. You're catching the Bears at the peak of their season so far. So you're running into teams, and especially yesterday when you have to go on the road to do it as well. We know Jared Goff struggles outdoors. Like, you're catching teams at the wrong time. That's another part of it. And they surprised Kansas City for a victory that nobody thought they were going to be able to get. Mm -hmm. So over the course of 17 games, you're going to end up losing a game you didn't think you were going to lose. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So that happens sometimes over the course of a season. So that's happening right now for Detroit. they got to simplify their game plan. They get to get the, get down to basics. Uh, their young receiver that they have there, Amon Ross, uh, no, the other James one, Williams. Yes, mm-hmm. he's got to become more of a part of the offense. Yeah, if he can't catch the balls, and Laporta only had two catches there for a long they, time yesterday. Yeah, he finished two for twenty three, yeah. and Amon Ross St. Brown three for twenty one. You took their two biggest pass catchers yeah. out of the game completely. So good stuff. And you bring up Jamison Williams there. He got one target all game. Yeah. He also ran the ball once or twice as one time, right. but, but that's not enough. Yeah. If you're uh, opposite of him, if they're going to double him and say, beat me with everybody else, and if you can't do it, guess what? You've got problems. Well, that's a guy that you invested a high draft pick in as well, and he's been in and out with injuries, injuries suspension, yeah. all that stuff. So 312-332-3776, UPS Joe in Elmwood Park. What's up, Joe? What's happening? What's up, Johnny? What's going on, UPS Joe? Welcome aboard. 
Uh, glorious day yesterday, tailgate, all that. There were a ton of Lions fans there, guys, a lot. And our, we sit in 213, it was loaded with them. Uh, friend, friendly banter. Uh, before I comment on Eddie Jackson, York, I do owe you a super sock, but Mr. DeFalco dropped the ball on that one. I'm not surprised. So he, he was he was supposed to meet me at the Taste of Elmwood Park, but he was hanging out by the gelato tent a little bit too much. Not surprised. Gelato and, um, uh, and espresso. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie Jackson, we, we, we keyed on him for three series in a row, and the guy is ex-pathetic. Avoiding contact, uh, it's just it's mind-boggling, Eric. Yeah, Have a good you. day, boys. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Uh, I think Eddie Jackson gets the thank you for the effort. Mm-hmm. Nice career here in Chicago. You might want to find a soft landing. Same thing with white hair, Lucas Patrick at the end of the year. Yeah. Guys, thanks for all the effort. Nice job. Find a soft landing somewhere around the NFL. Because it won't be here. I mean, Eddie Jackson's hardest hit yesterday was the block in the back that he had on oh, the Jalen yeah. Johnson and then interception. He ba- then, then he barely touched him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then he barely touched mm-hmm. him, but the positioning that's, was poor. That's why when they when the referee goes on the microphone and says, personal foul, block in the back, number four, I was like, there's no way. Yeah, There's no way he, he didn't touched touch the guy. He didn't want to touch anybody out there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. The, but, no, I think... When you look at the pieces and foundationally what the, there is on defense, Tremaine Edmonds made some nice plays. Obviously, Jaquan Brisker with his 17 tackles. Yeah, yeah he was playing. That's the, that's the most by a Bears defensive back since at least 1960. So he was flying Richie all... Pettibone? <laughs> I, they don't even Ooh. have the data. Yeah. I don't think they were calculating tackles back then. I'm here. not surprised. Um, but yeah, no, there were some, some guys that were stepping up and making some plays yesterday. There were a lot of pass deflections and all that stuff. When we come back, Matt Eberflus is supposed to meet the media around 12.30. We'll bring that to you here. Also, players of the weekend as well. And Matt Eberflus will also be on with Waddle and Sylvie at 2.10. All that coming up. Tyler Rocky in for Carmen DeFalco alongside Yurko here on a Bears Victory Monday. Bears coach Matt Eberflus live at House Hall. Players for that. You know, the coaches to be able to work through that. And uh, you know, obviously, you know, made some really nice plays in situational football as well. On third down and fourth down, the obviously takeaway margin was in our favor. That's always a big part of winning and winning the fourth quarter. You know, and those are the two main goals that we want to accomplish every single week. And uh, we did that yesterday. And credit to the coaches and the staff and the, and the players for that. Um, you know, we obviously have a 24-hour rule, so we're approaching that pretty soon here. And uh, the guys are understanding of that. I told them to get their mind, body, and spirit correct and, and right for Wednesday. Uh, when we get back to work, uh, take a look at Cleveland coming up. You know, this in you know, your day off and, and as they do community service. And uh, they'll do that and check out their opponent. And that's important. Uh, continue momentum, you know, the last month, you know, three and one in the last month. And, uh, you know, guys can feel that. And it's really a credit to them in terms of their practice habits and what they've been doing all along with their positive attitude and them being uh, close and having that tight knit group in, in the locker room. So uh, with that, uh, um, you know, have an injury update. Uh, really not much today. You know, Ningakwe had an ankle. You guys saw that. And we'll know more on Wednesday. That's all I have for you on that. And then St. Brown uh, is a week-to-week um, as we go there. And, again, we're obviously facing a big, uh, you know, tough opponent this week. You know, and Cleveland had a big victory uh, yesterday. And uh, it's going to be a big challenge for, for, our, for our group. So, with that, open up to questions. Matt, on your guys' uh, field goal drive in the first half, you had the 13-yard sack that ended it where it looked like two offensive linemen in a back row kind of blocking up the middle. On your – you guys kicked the field goal to go up 10-0. The 13-yard sack Justin took to end the drive. What, what was your diagnosis of what went wrong on the offensive line on that sack? Yeah, you know, it's just about, you know, being being clean in your protections. You know, and it's about – you know, a lot of times it's uh, it's one-on-one and you're one-on-ones. You know, you got to be able to do that and uh, – 
you know, that's about technique. It's about, you know, we talked about last week from fundamentals, you know, from the floor, from the ground all the way up, and we just got to do a better job on that one. There was a there was play toward the beginning of that drive. It was third and eight, I think shadow of your own goalpost. When Fields kind of pinballs around inside the pocket and slips out the right side and runs for 19 yards, gets you the first down. His ability to maneuver in tight spaces, what, what impresses you the most about that? Well, you know, the sustaining of the blocks, you know, for the offense line and the backs, I, I believe that's the one you were talking about. And, uh, you know, so that's the finished part of that helps him to be able to do that. So uh, to avoid the sack. Um, but he's done a really good job as, as of late of looking down the field to be able to deliver some passes down the field, which is cool. But the, the next dimension is what you're talking about is the ability to escape. You know, he's so strong and he's got he's got strong lowers and he's very, uh, you know, he's got great contact balance, as we say. You know, like I say a lot of times with DJ, um, he has that as well. And um, he has the ability to, you know, put it on guys, you know, for 19 yards or, you know, as you saw last year, even more than that. So um, we're excited about, you know, where he is with that in terms of the first phase of that, looking downfield to complete the passes. And then the second phase, when it's not there on situational ball to be able to make it happen. After watching the tape of uh, the game, what impressed you most about Jaquan Brisker and his 17 tackles that he has? Yeah, they said 18, but, you know, that's fine. Uh, that's what the coach said, but we'll see. I'll, I'll have to count them. I didn't actually count them up myself, but, uh, yeah, uh, really good. You know, he was he was beating guys to the punch. I, I love his aggressiveness. If he was dropping in, you know, from the higher part of the field, you know, to be a, a you know, in single high or just – Coming down from a from a shell, whatever shell covers we're playing, and being able to react to the run that way too. So, did a really good job with that. Um, his his instincts and his passion really showed up, and uh, that's what uh, that's what that's who he is. And uh, he's he's an aggressive guy, and uh, he does a really good job, you know, at tackling. And, and his instincts are, are elite. So he does a really good job with that. When you see him trying to get the crowd going, uh-huh. almost every almost every third down, I guess, yeah. is that something that that your team needs? That, you know. Do you always need kind of one guy to try and bring some of the juice like that? And what yeah. kind of personality makes him? Yeah, no doubt. He does bring that. And uh, he is passionate, you know, and it's always exciting to watch him do that. And, you know, he's he's always right next to me at uh, we would do the uh, national anthem, you know, so we always lock arms so he I can feel his energy right there. So he's, uh, he's a special guy. Did you, did you tell him you had 21 in a game once? 21? Yeah. Yeah, I tell you he's got some work to do. <laughs> yeah. I have a question you're actually going to like. Uh, about, <laughs> that? about the test factor, uh, the the okay. uptick in your defense, the defensive improvement coincides with him arriving. Is it just Montez Sweat? Is it just that if you guys had had a pass rusher like that from the start, it would have looked like this all along? I mean, you know, uh, Tez has just you know been fantastic, uh, you know, with the, with his approach since he's been here, and uh, he's got great energy. You know, he's a great teammate. And, uh, you know, to answer your question, I would say, you know, it's always great. It's an uptick because of the great pass rusher, and that's what he is. You know, so they have to lean more attention to him. Um, you saw yesterday they were, they were chipping him several times, which gives singles to other guys. You know, the the, the, the fact that we, the last sack that, you know, uh, Double J had, you know, he was a pick by Tez, and, and Jay comes around and has a nice sack on the, on the last one there, which is great. Um, you know, that's a tribute to him. He's, he's going to pick for his teammate, you know, when he was going to get that, you know, chip on that last one. So he's been a, he's been a, a consummate pro. And to answer your question, yes, he, he definitely helps others. And it's been an uptick in a lot of ways for the turnovers, um, you know, uh, enabled us to play more coverage, you know, not pressure as much on those, on those situational downs and get home with four. 
and uh, that's been a big part of it. Did you see it as you explored that trade, as you looked at him as a possibility to bring aboard? Obviously, you looked at how it would help you guys, but did you see maybe untapped potential in him? Did you? He's 26, I think. Did you see somebody that you thought, we can actually make this guy better than what he's been? Yeah. Yeah, we do see that. And I, and I think that's the standards of how we operate. You know, when you get, get uh, a standard and you bring a guy in that has that talent, he plays to that high standard, um, there's going to be more production. There's going to be more intensity, and it's going to spread throughout the whole group. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what we're starting to see. You know, so you play how you practice, and he's been practicing his butt off and hustling in practice, and, you know, his stamina is increasing, and uh, he's doing a really good job yeah. with that part of it. You said 3-1 um, and one in the last month. How have you noticed the attitude and the building and the mentality and the mindset change with that? Yeah, you can just feel confidence. You know, the guys have always been confident in their, in their approach, you know, and, and confident in their abilities. But you can see the, uh, the feeling of confidence when you actually see it the progress when you see it in the result and you can certainly feel that with the players, you know, and, you know, and the staff, you know, the guys are, you know, upbeat and they're always been that way, but you can certainly feel the confidence growing as we, as we start stacking these wins. And you, you talked about yesterday, but Jaquan, how you, you've seen him reflect the guy that you guys scouted, a guy who loves football, really fits what you wanted over your time with him. And what has he shown you to really kind of confirm that and make you truly believe this is like a building block for you guys moving forward? Yeah. Just, you know, just the way he, he goes about his business every single day, you know, he's comes in, He's always texting me you know, when I'm putting the game plan in and put a couple of pressures in for me. And, you know, he's always constantly on me about that. So make sure I'm part of the game plan. And But uh, he is uh, he is a, a ball of energy, you know, as is, you know, you know Kyler and, you know, all the rest of the guys, you know, uh, Jalen, um, our defensive line, the linebackers, they're all they're all that same way. They're they great energy and they bring it in practice. And uh, that's the most important thing. Edwards uh, was talking to us last week about how he prides himself and always being around the ball, and he didn't have as many tackles yesterday, but he had another big play with the fumble recovery. Just what have you seen um, from him in, in terms of being able to always, you know, make those big? Yeah, he's been he's been outstanding since he's been here. You know, the first thing that you recognize with him is you watch his tape. You know, when you know you know he's in Philly or or even when you know since he's been here is the instincts. He's got great instincts for the football and. And that's what you got to have as a linebacker. You got to have that. And uh, he's able to key and diagnose and beat guys to the punch uh, quickly. And you see that week in and week out. And uh, you know he's he's not a guy that runs four three. He doesn't. You know he doesn't do that. He's not super long. Um, but but he makes up with instincts. He's a football player. And uh, and that that's what you want in that position. You know. So he's he's uh, been great that way. He's led our group all the way through. And uh, he's a big centerpiece to our defense for sure. Man, man, I don't know how much you've looked at the Browns' defense. At times, they've looked like the best defense in the league, but they've given up a lot of points lately. It's just, I'm just curious about the challenge, uh, like for your offense. This seems like a big, uh, a, a big challenge, but also a big opportunity for your offense where it is right now. Yeah, it is every week, right? You know, you're facing another good defense, and uh, you know this is no different. You know, they play the similar style to what we play. You know, they're they're a four down group, and they play mixed their coverages, and and obviously they got a great pass rusher. And they got a lot of guys that play with great energy. And uh, it's going to be a big challenge for our offense for sure. Because they're so good at times, but also kind of vulnerable, is there a trick to attacking? Is that, an X, is that a particular X and O matchup thing? I mean, is there, it, 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 what's the key? Yeah, it could potentially be. I haven't watched a bunch of tape on it yet. Uh, I'll, be, I'll get after it today, later today. But, uh, you know, certainly that could be the key.
Matt, uh, Justin took several of those hits as he's sliding down kind of late where he doesn't get the whistle. I, I know this is something we've talked about many times before. I, what, what's your process like in terms of reporting that to the league or following that to the league? And how active are you petitioning kind of during these games, telling the refs to be on the lookout for that? Yeah, I'm very active on that. You know, I'm always in their ear about that because, you know, protecting the quarterbacks in this league is big, right? You know, th- those guys are the – are the, are the league, you know, so it's important that we do that and we continue to do that. And if you have a guy that's a runner, you know, and he slides down like that, we got to protect him, you know, and I wasn't happy about that first one and I let him know about it. And I was like, you know, it's just not, it's just not the right thing to do. So uh, we just got to make sure we take, take care of our quarterbacks. Any other, any other hits in that game that you were concerned about or thought were crossed the line on um, on him? Yeah, specifically hits on field. I don't, I don't think so. The first game for sure, but not, not this one. Yeah. There was a, the, first, the first Detroit game. Yeah, there were a bunch, and then yesterday you're talking about uh, that was probably the only one that I that I see. Maybe there was maybe one more um, when he pulled it, and it was you know. But we'll see how that goes. We'll turn those in. You mentioned takeaways. You mentioned takeaways briefly, and you guys have 11 in the last three games. Everybody always says they come in bunches. Why do you think that is, and what kind of explains the fact that you've gotten 11 in three games? Yeah, I don't know if I agree with coming bunches. I believe it comes from hard work and your attention to detail with it. So I believe that, uh, you know, what you do in practice is what you're going to do in the game. And uh, the guys have been doing a great job in practice. And that's why you're starting to see it in the game. And, and really, we, you know, we need to do a better job of causing the fumbles. Uh, that number's still not where it should be. And uh, we got to keep hustling so we can recover those. All right. All right, that's Matt Eberflus from Hallis Hall. Very complimentary of Montez Sweat and the defense as a whole. A lot of good things happening with the Chicago Bears defense. Ever since Montez Sweat really came to town, it's been a completely different unit, and the rankings certainly show that. 312-332-3776. If you want to join us here, we'll take more of your Bears calls on this Victory Monday. Tyler Rocky in for Carmen DeFalco along with Yurko here on Carmen and Yurko. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Talking Bears on this Victory Monday with you. You want to join us? 312-332-3776. Justin Fields with his third turnover-free game of the year. Had one touchdown through the air, one with his legs. We saw him really use the legs in that first quarter in particular. Had 50 yards in that first half in general, rushing the football, and then ends the game with 58. Um, he He was making some big dynamic plays, especially on some third and longs got out of some difficult situations there, evaded the pass rush, and turned some plays that looked like they were going for negative yardage into plus plays and first downs. And nothing frustrates defense more than a mobile quarterback can get out there when you think you've got them all wrapped up, you think you're going to bring them down for a sack. Yeah, you believe that you're going to be off the football field drinking a little bit of Gatorade and looking over the the, the shots of the, the defense, and the next thing you know, nope, there you go again. Running quarterback got you. Randall, Mag, um, Randall Cunningham was frustrating. Michael Vick frustrating the people. Steve Young to a lesser extent, but still a mobile quarterback. Frustrating. Anybody that could run is always frustrating. They can kill you. They can kill you with the arm in the pass, but they frustrate the living hell out of you when they can make a first down when you think you're getting off the field. So, yeah, early on especially. He had a big uh, big impact and a big effect of the game, but 12 rushes times 17 is what? 120 
In 784, that's 204 yeah. rushes yeah. in a 17-game season. Durability is always going to be a factor, especially when he goes down. They don't care. The referees do not care. Uh, 34 hit him. Mm-hmm. Uh, 32 hit him. It did. They just they don't care. He goes down. He slides. He gets hit, and they don't care. Yeah. They don't throw the damn thing for him. So um, it's unfortunate. But yeah. if they did, I think he'd have a little bit more confidence when he was running and going down with a little bit of a later slide if he knew he was going to be protected. Well, I think part of it, too, is he's got that quick pop-up with the slide, too. And so he'll come up sometimes, and then he'll get popped right after, like you brought up the one with Kirby Joseph. Yeah, that was just him trying yeah. to jump over the yeah. top. I mm-hmm. understand it. Yeah, you That know, one I, I wasn't... That one I'm not upset about. I wasn't about. upset about. It was the, the one on the one. first yeah. play of the game. And then Azalei did it. What's his name? Anzalone, Anzalone. Yeah. Anzalone. Mm-hmm. Anzalone did it like three times, and he's like, oh, yeah. no. No, you did. Throw the flag, and you know what? Then he'll stop doing it. And that's the thing that I think is frustrating with Justin running is that he is doing the right thing by getting down and sliding or getting out of bounds, but he's still taking hits on right. those plays. And it's not his fault, like there, but he's still taking some of these hits on right. on running plays where he is doing well, the right thing. All I thing. know is I've got four games left, and if they want to run him 60 times in the next four games, I'm not going to cry about it. Yeah, I will not cry about it. They run Find him 60 to win games. Times. 15 runs each and every game, and then I'll worry about it if he gets hurt. That's why I say you always got to have a backup quarterback no matter what. Mm-hmm. If you got a running quarterback, you got to have a backup. Dare I say you got somebody on their practice squad that you'd be able to bring in in case of emergency. Well, look across because the league. A, yeah, oh, I saw see another it. one go I down yesterday it, with Herbert. Yeah, so, a hand, too. Yeah. Is, uh, I think it was his throwing hand index finger. Yep. So uh, that could. I think they've already ruled him out for Thursday, or it's not looking good for Thursday night. Time to bench Keenan Allen. First round of the playoffs. Keenan Allen's got to go to the pine. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to join us here, Nick's in Norwich. What's up, Nick? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. So two things. One, I was at the game, and when I was leaving, all the females were talking about how lucky Peggy is because she gets to spend the evening with Yerk. Wow. And then second is Getty's got to go because his third down and short calls all season are mind-boggling. He he just he always almost concedes the call plays that if the Bears are lucky, they'll get a first down. And if not, and they go for it on fourth down, he'll call an even worse play. And then we got to let the Flukes loose as well because he clearly hasn't talked with Getty on how awful his third down play calling is. And on top of it, I mean, let's be realistic, has any coaching staff had so many HR issues between the DC and the running back coach. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks. Sean Payton may have uh, cornered the market down yeah. in New Orleans on some assistants that had had gotten fired. Nobody questions on Sean Payton's ability to coach, and he's mm-hmm. done some stuff over at Denver when they lost seventy to twenty. Yeah. Yeah, oh, look at this. Oh, Champagne. But no, what's he done? They figured it out. He's turned it around for them out there. They have turned it around. They lost the next two weeks, and now they've won six or seven. So they've done that out there. Uh, I, think the off- I think Justin Fields has had too many offense coordinators to begin with. I think Bears quarterbacks over the course of time have had too many coordinators. To, 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 if these guys get to eight wins, they stay. It's just the way it is. Yeah. You have built it. You've got to head in the right direction. It'll be eight and five in the last thirteen games. You don't fire coaches that go eight and five in thirteen games. You just don't do it. Right. And think about some of the situations that he has sort of rectified as well. Like Tevin Jenkins was a guy who 
coming into when the Eberflus era began, it looked like he was in the doghouse and maybe getting shipped out of here. He's figured that out. He's figured out with Jalen Johnson. All of this stuff, I think, is it's important. And I think the situation is it's going to be pretty easy to make the decision at the end of the year. Yeah, I know. I, I don't think the coaching know. decision is going to be hard. Right. You're going to know. You're going to see it over the last four games. I'm telling you, victory in Green Bay solidifies it. Absolutely puts the cherry on Even top if that's, of the Sunday. Even if they go one and three the rest of the year, but the one is Green Bay? No, they won't go one and three the rest of the year. They're not playing good enough teams. I predicted yesterday that we get to seven. That's what I predicted. Seven. And that's seven, doubling yeah. your wins from last year. And you thought heading into this year, if you can kind of sit between seven and nine wins, yeah. you'd feel like you took a step forward. Cardinals and Falcons are here at home. Mm-hmm. So I believe those are the two games that they probably, I believe they're going to win. Are they going to establish a little bit of a home uh, home field kind of uh, dominance mm-hmm. here late in the season in the month of December? December. Yeah. Next week's Cleveland game's tough. And right. then yeah, you have never beat Green Bay, so why would I expect you to beat Green Bay all of a sudden now? So I think the two games in the middle are the ones they absolutely get. I hope they surprise the hell out of me. And you think, too, if I you... I hope they surprise me this week. If you win against Green Bay, you're 3-3 three and three in the division. After going 0-6 last year, that's a significant step. And Big not only are you 3-3, three and three, you won three in a row in the division as well. Yes. And you beat every single team. Yes. So... I like it all. Yeah. Uh, the, everything's kind of getting together now. So 312-332-3776. We'll take more of your calls in two minutes here. Talking Bears with you on this Bears Victory Monday.